Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Make Do. I'm Tiff Arment. And I'm Julia Scott. Um, Today is going to be our Inktober episode, but first we have some listener questions that we want to um, address and talk about, and Julia has those. So what do we got? Yeah, so first we have a question from uh, Deborah after our sewing episode, and she wants to know, Tiff, uh, the model of your fancy sewing machine. And I like, because she says, uh, I'm still using an early 1970s Bernina hand-me-down for my mom, which is built like a tank, by the way, and I love it, but I'm also a sucker for shiny new things. Like I was saying, like they, they will just keep keep thumping forever, those old models. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a really old singer. I don't know if I mentioned this on the past episode but my singer it worked with cams where you would put in like discs plastic discs to change the stitches so it would literally like it was going around different gear shapes (laughs) that you'd have to replace in and out to change the stitches and uh, my little thread holder broke and I used a a drinking straw that I had shoved in the (laughs) top of the machine so I had a machine that I've been using since I was a teenager um, and obviously not as old as a 1970s Bernina but it was pretty old um, and just really, really basic and was constantly breaking. So I decided one day to have an ultimate like treat yourself day. And I was at a a sewing quilting store and I came across the shiny, beautiful, wondrous world of the Janome sewing machines. And they're quite the thing. And I went and decided, uh, well, my husband who always likes to buy the biggest and best thing. So that way you have to replace it the least and maintain it the least. He can also yay toy. Yeah, and yay toy. Uh, He convinced me to go bigger than I would necessarily need right now so I could grow into it as opposed to growing out of it too quickly. So I went with the Skyline series and I have the S7. So um, I'm sorry sorry for the sticker shock if anyone goes and looks that up. But this sucker is built to last. It is a really, really good brand if you go with Janome and um, it just... It has everything, and I've never had a digital machine before, so I was really excited about that and all the stitches it can do. It's pretty amazing, and let me tell you, it runs like butter. Like, it's so good. So if anyone's interested, you know, we products, you can't really go wrong. They're they're really great. I did look it up now, and for half a second, I was like, that is it. That is a cheap used car. But at the same time, it probably does have a lot of the same, like, engine strength of it basically a, good, is a, car. a decent used car. It- yeah, of one of the other things I really wanted was I wanted the ability to have um, a knee presser foot um, lift, and it has a lot of really cool stuff. It, it's just, it's basically, uh, it's so good. It's so good. If you go and test drive one of these, which you literally do, you test drive them, it uh, it's hard to walk away. <laughs> I do really agree that for, for a certain type of, of sewist, especially when you do have A, some skill, and B, some ambition, that you really do go from like, like I have like the super cheap uh, little Ikea machine to just like get you going. But then you probably do want to make a pretty significant, if you can afford it, a pretty significant jump. Because otherwise you are going to sort of like <laughs> if you're buying super cheap used cars, you're just going to ca- have to keep replacing them mm-hmm. more often and spend probably more money over however many years your tank of a machine lasts you. Yeah. And I know what it's like to fight with a sewing machine for a project. It just it makes the project go, you know, three, four times as long as it as it could if you're fighting with your equipment. 
And if you're capable and able to purchase equipment that takes away that stress, the project then becomes way more fun and way more easy. And you're just relying on your skill and your creativity to drive the project as opposed to fighting with the technology that you're trying to use or the equipment that you're trying to use. And I gotta tell you, I made Adam's costume on this last year and it was, a. I did the embroidery stuff like on his little collar. It was, and it, it just went through everything. That's another thing. You have a more powerful machine when it comes to sewing that has, um, I guess, more torque uh, or just just more power to it. And it can go through a lot more layers of fabric way easier. And it is it makes it instead of getting it all bunched up and it knots up the threads and it just can't handle it. So there is a big difference between um, one type of sewing machine and another uh, based on the output and what you can what you can actually be sewing with it. I've been seeing some people who make their own uh, backpacks and, mm-hmm. and different kinds of bags. And I've you need feeling- crazy machines for those. <laughs> well, yes and no. Like I, if you just have a better machine, like with a little bit more oomph than my mm-hmm. little dinky toy thing, um, you can you can make more baggy stuff. But that will be something yeah. on my on my wish list. And if you think about it too, like you could also get like a really simple machine, like a very industrial straight stitch machine that like sometimes will cost just as much because it is an industrial grade one versus this type of machine, which a lot of the cost goes into the digital components of it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I decide to go because it is still a home machine. I still do need to take it in and out of the closet and move it around. Uh, I I went for the bells and whistles in the, the digital side as, a, as well as the power. And I bet when you start sewing in silk to make your Renaissance fair dress, it's going to be great. Oh, my Ren fair dress. Oh, it's going to do so well with that, those <laughs> corsets and everything because corset sewing is tough on a machine. I, I feel like you can... You can really put a a less expensive or like, you know, a less heavy duty machine through the ringer with making a single corset. So we'll see how that goes. Now, now I have even more of a reason to make my Renaissance outfit because I got to I got to get my machine running. I got to <laughs> use this baby. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we also got a question from Jake who wants to know if we have any advice on restarting old projects. Uh, he says, uh, have you ever had trouble finishing a project? At which yes. I thought, oh, no, never. I'm perfect. Uh, have you ever managed to bring one out of the mothballs and across the finish line? And I, re- I really feel this so hard mm-hmm. um, because both with like knitting and sewing, uh, which are things that are really easy to put away with, like either you have a lot left or you have just like the very final stuff left. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I just have to hem this or put it in pockets. And I think it's this weird thing that goes for most projects of of any kind, I think, is the longer you put it away, the worse you feel about it, making you less and less likely to want to pull it out. Mm -hmm. It's like the guilt grows over time, which is so weird because it's like it's it's just as not finished, really, after three weeks as it is after three months or three years. But somehow it makes you feel more guilty so you don't pull it out, which leaves it longer which makes you feel more guilty and then you get into this weird (laughs) spiral because most things are not i mean i'm assuming with with oils for instance there are points where like well this some of this is hard to fix because it's dried too much in certain places maybe Mm -hmm. but you could probably i don't know chisel it off or what like certain you could always put more on top depending on your (laughs) style of course yeah heavy painter you could always just add more um if you're a light painter you do have to start over uh 
I don't know. I have a pair of baby booty things that I started knitting when I was pregnant. So <laughs> my son is now six and I'm definitely not finishing that project because now there's no point. I also have a baby blanket I half did because I'm a terrible quilter. Even though I'm pretty good at sewing clothing, I'm terrible at quilting. And I have a quilt that is that was a baby quilt for him that it just got all bunched up and weird. And so I threw it in the corner angrily and I never finished it. So and I made him a new quilt. <laughs> Would it make you feel better to know that my mom had a quilt that she started for me when I was a baby that she finished for my nephew? Actually, I have a similar story because my mom started a like a crocheted blanket for me that she finished for my son. So <laughs> there you go. Like 30 years it's later. It's never too late. That's no, right. I think I think that maybe it depends on where you were in the process. Sometimes mm -hmm. I think, depending on what it is, like if you've only just started and then it like it, it it sits somewhere for a long time, sometimes you could be better off just like starting over completely because then you won't have that sort of taint of, uh, oh, I suck for not finishing this. But for the most part, I think just like pick it up, look at it. A lot of the times you'll find that either the thing that you got stuck on doesn't matter that much anymore or you're not like you you've I, I don't want to use the word calm down but like whatever it was that maybe you got stuck on maybe it was something about the project or maybe it was something totally external but that has probably also passed so mm -hmm. that you can look at it with like a more um distanced or objective or or calm <laughs> like view and just like you know poke at it a little because I think what one thing that's good to remember also is that even if you pick it up and you're like, oh, no, I made it worse, you're still not worse off than you were before you picked it up. Because if the mm -hmm. two options are not finished or ruined, you're pretty much like even Steven, you know? Yeah, that's really good point. I, I like all this. I feel like I want to go back and do my booties now. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody in your circle of friends will ever have a baby again. So there's no point. <laughs> exactly. No point at all. <laughs> Someone might. Does Adam have like a teddy? Might like some booties? No. What about the dog? Uh, yeah, I don't think the dog will. I think these are going to be um, gift booties if they ever get finished. Yeah. I mean, I will say or that. Or grandchildren booties. <laughs> ba baby booties and baby items in general are very, like, A, they go super fast. And I think I said this before. They go super fast and the people you give them to are super grateful mm -hmm. and like will cry, which is great for your self-esteem. Um <laughs> But I, but I think may, maybe that is something to keep in mind. Like the worst you can do is be the same off as you were, except you've spent a couple more hours on your thing. Well, and also someone told me there's no bad things to create because, you know, you're always practicing. Yeah. It, it's something, whatever you're doing, even if the outcome of the project isn't necessarily useful at the time, it's still you went through the stages of practicing doing that and you did something. Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. And that in itself is advancement and good and helpful when you're thinking about your long-term abilities. Yeah. And, and I mean, worst, best case or best worst case, you ruin it and then you get rid of the thing or delete it from your computer or whatever it is. And then it mm -hmm. can't make you feel guilty anymore because you yeah. did it and you finished, except it wasn't like, again, like I sound so smart and there's no way I actually follow this myself most of the time. But a lot of the time I do pick things up. And I think also maybe like do the sort of mental gymnastics of not thinking of it as abandoned. It's like Monty Python style. It's just resting. It's just like <laughs> it's waiting for you to come back to it because most of the stuff we do don't have a deadline. 
Yeah. And maybe you practice other stuff in between that'll get you to the like maybe that's it. Think about why it's not finished. Is it because you didn't feel like you had the skills to do the thing you want to do? Then you practice. Mm-hmm. Is it because you got all up in your head and thought too much about it? Well then I don't know. Uh put on a blindfold and do something fun with it. Like just it just pull it out and do something to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think trying to resurrect old projects is never a bad thing and if you're totally moved past it just throw it away you know nobody no one's looking no one cares like no one's judging you for that you know just move on if if that's what's best for you and in theory like like you were saying maybe you're at a better point to do it now because you've had time to do other stuff and you're Mm -hmm. even better at, at painting or animating or uh lathing or whatever it may be so jake go do it yeah or don't do it (laughs) <laughs> or don't do it. You do Either you. way, we support you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking of projects, because we talked about how much we love challenges, or mm-hmm. I'd rather love setting challenges, uh, <laughs> this episode is about Inktober. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jake Parker, probably not the same Jake from the question about old projects, but you never know. Uh, Jake Parker is an illustrator and cartoonist who started Inktober in 2009. Oh, that means 10 years next year. Wow. Wow. Gosh, 10 years goes so fast. I know, right? <laughs> Shh, don't think about that. Yeah. Inktober. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to practice his inking, uh, which uh, is basically like filling in, in layman's terms, you know, the initial pencil sketches that you then fill in with either actual ink on a brush or a pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a common term for, for illustration and comics and stuff. Uh, so he set a challenge for himself, which he then shared, uh, that has a prompt each day of October. It's usually posted on Instagram. And I checked and uh, we're recording this right before October starts and it had over 7 million posts under the hashtag Inktober on Instagram. Oh my and gosh. I didn't and I didn't check like Inktober with the different years, which I'm sure people also use, but just yep. the hashtag Inktober. Uh, what I what I really, really like is that you don't have to stick to like the specific day's prompts or, or at all. Really, you can just like do an inked drawing every day of October and that's still counts which i appreciate because i think that's maybe easier to stick to Mm -hmm. have you have you ever done inktober i haven't because i felt like i wasn't very good at it but then i last year i kind of started my lunchbox notes in Mm -hmm. october as a countdown for um halloween for my son so i was kind of calling that inktober a little bit even though i think I used very little ink I was using colored pencils at the time (laughs) so it but but yeah I'm excited to do it this year I'm really into it I want to do it and I think I will do it as part of the uh, lunchbox notes Adam is not going to know what hit him like he's going to be like what I'm looking at some of these now drooling yeah he'll dig that one on day six uh so he'll be like what are you drawing me I like that the prompts and we'll we'll link the prompts in the show notes that they're sort of very like abstract and amorphous like mm-hmm. some of them are like whale clock. I'm psyched about the whale let me tell you that one's good <laughs> or star or chicken uh but then there's stuff that's but is like, it is it chicken like chicken I'm eating chicken like fried chicken or are we talking up about to you. like chicken chicken or like, ooh, you're a chicken. Like, <laughs> Don't call me chicken. That's right. <laughs> um, but then there's stuff like a gift or double or weak 
or tranquil, which is more like very much up to interpretation even more so. And I really appreciate that because sometimes prompts like this, photo prompts especially, can be very like, okay, I have to find eight yellow books in my home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also like this too, because I'm going to use it as a reading exercise. So I will write the prompt word on his card to hopefully show him reading um, skills and and words. I also have been trying to show him um, how to read cursive. So (laughs) we're working on that. Maybe that's a little bit too far because the word poisonous is a big word for him right now. (laughs) But we'll start we'll start with just reading. But but you can have a lesson about the difference between poisonous and venomous. Ooh, yes, that's true. (laughs) I should do mm, poisonous what? Maybe just a bottle of poison. That would be fun to draw. Seems all spooky October ready. So what what are you going to do for for weekends then if uh, if he gets the lunchbox notes on weekdays? Well, I'll still do the cards, but I will just take a picture of it without maybe like on top of his breakfast or something <laughs> instead of his lunchbox. So I, like, cause I feel like when we talked about challenges and stuff, like if, if you weren't going to do what are your suggestions for me who doesn't have a kid to do lunchbox pictures for like mm. to because I want to do it too. I've well, I've, yeah. never, I've I've like played around with it, but I don't think I've ever even posted any of the stuff because I I got that like I got nervous ahead of time. I'm like I'm not going to complete it. I'm not going to. Should I do lunchbox pictures for you digitally? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should put them on cups. I think you should make little cups, and I think that you should either try and uh, oh, it's not really inky then, is it? That doesn't really work. No, I have my mm. hundred cup challenge waiting yeah. for me for for later. But maybe yeah, I yeah, should just different. I should just Let's like to because what I also really like is um, Jake Parker says that you you it's totally fine to like sketch everything out ahead of time if you want and just like mm-hmm. ink them on the day to like plan ahead what you want to do so you're not sitting there at like 8 p.m. on a Tuesday trying to figure out how to draw uh, swollen or whatever. <laughs> well, I uh, also do find it's easier to stick to stuff like this if you have a dedicated notebook or mm-hmm. um, I, because I really like to use index cards. There's something about a, an index card, like a totally blank one, unlined, naked index card that feels so disposable. So if you mess up, you just chuck, you know, like it's not, I messed up a page in a notebook. Mm-hmm. I just messed up an index card that means nothing. And then at the end you have like a stack of them, which is kind of neat, um, which you could, I don't know, paste into a notebook if you do want to keep them or throw them away or put them into one of those like index card boxes. So it they're easy to file if you want to keep them, but they they don't give you that pressure of permanence inside of a book or a page. Because like a lot of journals and notebooks, and sketchbooks, you don't really want to tear the page out. Some of them aren't perforated and uneasy to tear out. And it kind of destroys the book if you do it because it's like stitched together. So I don't know. I, I indigo, it, Using index cards freed me from the the fear of making mistakes. I really like that idea. And also, I, I would imagine that it, it could trigger something in your brain. Like it's the ritual thing. Like here mm-hmm. is what, like you sit down at the index card sort of, and it, <laughs> it's like, this is where I sit to draw. Like if I say you draw silly little things, like that's not an insult. It's just like, it's fun. There's no pressure. This is like, mm-hmm. maybe I should try to like set up, like just cut up like printer paper or something for myself. Just be like, hi, here is your and the Your size thingy. is good too because it restricts you. It says like all you have to do is this one little this one little card. That's it. Just this mm-hmm. card. 
No big pressure, like no tons of pages behind you. You put the one card in front of you. That's all you got. And it's pretty good weight. So it can handle a lot of markers and different things. It doesn't matter if it bleeds through the back because you're only writing on one card. So it doesn't matter. And it's, it is, it's, it's really freeing. So if anyone is nervous about doing any of this index cards, give it a shot. <laughs> and do you think that you'll stick to the prompts? Like, the yeah, whole, I think I will. All 31 days. I think I'm going to do it no matter what. I'm going to print this out and I'm going to tape it over on the end of my kitchen table where I do Adam's drawings every morning. I do. I do the drawings in like 15 minutes. It's like I make I get up, I make his breakfast, I make his lunch, uh, and then I sit down and I do his card. So um, I'm going to tape it right over there and I'll cross off every single one. And I think I'll do like little Instagram stories to keep me um, to keep me real. So yeah, I was gonna say because I, I like uh, always like Instagram lives or videos of people people drawing stuff. I think maybe I'll do the prompts too. Because I was thinking before we started talking about it, I was like, oh, I'll just like draw whatever. But maybe it is good to not draw completely freely because then you, you mm-hmm. at least I sometimes just freeze up and I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what's what's whatever. And I think it's also legit if you just want to write the word that is the prompt in a really cool way. You know what I mean? Like you could just write the word poisonous really awesome if you want to practice brush lettering or calligraphy or anything like that. I think that that is another legitimate way that if you aren't out and out drawing a thing or if it's not realistic or if it's not in kind of an illustration style, like there's so many different ways to draw this or do it. You can just Mm -hmm. write it. Yeah, because I was thinking about like, what would I want to practice if I really think about like inking something nicely and lettering was one of those things, Mm because I don't do enough of that. And then practicing, uh, because I like when I when I do quick sketches, they're more like sort of cartoony. And Mm -hmm. to maybe practice something more, a little bit realistic, or like figurative, more literal, I don't know, more more shading and more, I don't know, but but maybe I should also do like set a 15 minute limit. I have my little... um, timer that my occupational therapist gave me I can just like set it there like no you have to finish it the 15 minutes I have to have enough time to finish the drawing and then put it on his lunchbox take a picture and then pack his lunch and get him out the door sometimes it's like (laughs) I'm rushing real fast and the markers are bleeding and I'm like "Ah!" (laughs) but it works Um, if anyone wants to know I use a um Zig Mangaka Flexible. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, let's see, that's my inking pen. I kind of came across it in Art Snacks and I can't stop buying them. I just love them so much. Yeah, I have a lot of different pens that mm-hmm. I like to use when I do inky stuff. They're mostly like just like fine liner stuff. I just bought though some um, Tombow, two different mm-hmm. kinds of brush pens, one that's like stiff and one that's softer that I bought when I was in Portland. That's really fun to to play with um do you usually sketch stuff out with pencil first or do you like (laughs) yes (laughs) i definitely sketch stuff with pencil and then i use a really good eraser to uh, get rid of it i try and use a softer pencil because if you use one that is too hard it will if you're and you're using index cards or a lot of other papers too it will dent increase the paper underneath the pencil line so when you erase your mistakes are all still visible, especially if you're going over it in some sort of marker or ink. Mm-hmm. So a, a softer pencil um, with a lighter touch, and then I erase it all after I ink. So I'll ink over the pencil, and then I'll erase everything. I might also try to play with, because I've bought some, you know, like the red and blue sketch pens. 
mm-hmm. I can link uh, a blog post from the well-appointed desk where she talks about like red and blue sketching pens and why they're great because they disappear in like scanners and, and photography if you know what you're doing <laughs> and just like play with those because I've been I would love to know those that'd be great I uh, bought an iPad earlier this year primarily for like practicing my digital sketching and I uh, I've just like started all almost always doing sketches in like blue quote unquote pencil on the iPad before I do like the inking layer mm-hmm. and it makes you feel very like oh I'm a cartoonist I know what I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> do you do any like inking um illustrative stuff digitally because that's again that's also allowed you can do inktober with only digital illustration Oh, absolutely. Um, I well, yes, you could de- definitely. I am agreeing with you with how you can do Inktober, <laughs> but no, I do not do any digital sketching because, oh no, actually, that's a total lie. I do it on my iPad. I I like drawing on my iPad with the Apple Pencil and um an app called Artbox. Oh, I don't know. I don't have my iPad close to me to look. It's this weird app that is a little bit buggy and it's it's strange but it works for me because it feels the most like moving paint around so that's why i really like it uh most people really like procreate i think is is the app of choice yeah i I use procreate yeah i haven't um learned all the layers and tricks and stuff with that yet um so i don't use it but that's there's just a, a learning barrier that i have not breached quite yet so i use the messy one (laughs) <laughs> and suffer through yeah uh we actually got also a question here because we asked uh you guys for questions and we got uh mike Hendley sent us a very good sort of battery of questions um because he's going digital for his first uh, inktober but he was wondering a little bit as a newbie and some of these questions we've uh, talked about but i like the question of how much detail will you do Hmm. Uh, which which kind of also goes into his next question of do you limit your daily commitment based on time or until the piece is just right? Because I figure for you, you have those at least five days a week. <laughs> you have mm-hmm. those 15 minutes. How do you how do you like think about detail there? Is it more is it more like, well, it has to be recognizable or the detail that it like that you have time for? Generally, yeah, it's the detail I have time for or that I want to do. Like if I if I have an idea for something and it is going to be way more detail than I know I can do in 15 minutes, I'll do it the night before or at least start it the night before. But generally, again, the index card size really limits what you can do detail-wise and especially a lot of the things that my son will request, which will be cartoon characters or video game characters or, you know, I just throw up kind of a basic animal of some sort um it is it's fairly animation style big puffy and you just have to deal with shading and so adding shading happens pretty quickly uh, instead of adding intricate detail so so yeah i within 15 minutes is good for me and also it it feels like less of a commitment if you are doing a very very detailed drawing every day and this is your first time doing it you might get burnt out easily. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say like maybe you start off with less detail and then you gradually amp up to detail. Maybe you start with tons of detail and then you it wanes out. You don't have to keep it consistent throughout the entire Exactly. And I think that's definitely an important... Like maybe one of them is like how either on, on purpose or just for that day, like how, how few strokes can I use <laughs> to make a recognizable 
I'm looking at the prompts. Star. So that would be like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like that simple, like five stroke star that you do when you're a kid. Um, cause, cause I think like there's no, again, like kind of like with finishing a project that I don't like, there's no failure here. It's like, oh, yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't good enough or it wasn't detailed enough or it wasn't realistic enough or cartoony enough. Um, like maybe you try drawing in different kinds of styles one day you do super simple one day you do super simpsons <laughs> like mm-hmm. just ch- trying to mix it up i think for me i probably should challenge myself to do detail especially in backgrounds because that's where i'm often like okay i will draw one seat on this bus i'm done now thank you <laughs> goodbye um but i think also like be realistic about very much like your daily commitment to time because if you have every now and then you have like two hours to sit and do super like that's awesome and that's super fun but sometimes it can be really fun to remind yourself that you can bank something out in 15 minutes and it's fun and it makes you happy and it makes your kid happy and it makes instagram happy like just do it like don't don't get bogged down again like don't get too stuck in your brain about things being perfect yeah that's the if you if you want to feel not so bad about not being perfect, you should definitely go check out my lunchbox saved <laughs> stories because I seriously have some in there that are some they're they're just really phoned in. Like there's this one where it's great. like a marble run and it's just like lines and some like <laughs> swooshy lines and like a circle for a marble and it's not even really shaded and it's just like, "Yeah, I made it into the box today." And that was my accomplishment and that's all that needed to happen. But also like was it recognizable for what it was? Did it make you so well, happy? Yeah. Exactly. And it but it did it w- didn't look anything like my, you know, um a rocket ship that I had drawn like I drew like a space shuttle. And I was like, damn, that's like, I was so excited about that. I was like, yeah, I felt so good. Like, you know, pound my chest like into the air. And then but yet now I look at that and I'm like, ooh, messed up the perspective on that a little bit. But at the time I felt awesome about it. So it uh, it just it all depends and it helps you get better. And that's just actually doing anything, even if it's just a silly doodle and it's a whole bunch of lines and swooshes and you want to call that poisonous, like at least you did something you picked up your pen and you put it on the paper doing something's always better than doing nothing yeah and you'll at the end of the of the month you'll have like 31 days of practice or maybe 14 days of practice that you wouldn't have had otherwise and that's mm-hmm. we are so positive it's almost we are almost i'm really into this uh and <laughs> and then uh the last question left is will you post each day to instagram or twitter is that part of the deal and at first i was like well yeah that's part of the deal hashtag Angtober, but it's not like you don't have to i think it's good like mm-hmm. we've talked about before it makes you uh kind of like like you're answering to the internet like they mm-hmm. will notice or at least you will sort of mentally notice if you don't post but i think it's totally fine like if you're not happy with something one day uh or you don't want to post like maybe your instagram has a very heavy theme of only dogs and movie tickets you you don't have to do anything that you don't want to Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the stories are kind of nice on Instagram. If you're going to go that route, you don't have to put it on your main feed. You know, you can just put it in like a little ephemeral story that disappears. And I mean, yeah, it's it's really hard not to compare yourself because there are some very good artists participating in this. And it's it's really easy to get intimidated away from doing it. But I mean, it's just it's fun to try and it's fun to and, and again, you're not trying to draw what they're drawing. You're just going to draw whatever you want to draw. And it's a journey to get better. And just like I tell my son, he gets all upset that he can't write letters perfectly. And it's like I tell him, 
you know, were you born being able to talk? No. But now look <laughs> how good you talk. You practiced. You did it. And it's the same thing. So, you know, no one was born doing Inktober. So you got to practice. We're so smart. I know. For everyone else. I'm so positive. I feel positive today. I'm pumped. I'm positive. I'm ready for Inktober. I mean, how many days do we have? Uh, a few. A but, few. Uh, because yeah. we're recording this right before October starts. So when this is right. out, uh, you can come harass us if we haven't posted three days. Don't do that. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be like nothing from us and just crickets. And we'll be like, oh. Or maybe darn. we'll do like, well, on October 31st, we'll post 31 pictures and just one like swipey, swipey. Sw- I don't know how many pictures you can post in one single post on Instagram. Probably not 31, but whatever. Oh, uh, I think 10. 10. Okay, so the last three days, then <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, ooh, I'm also like, I want to go start like sketching and doing little fun lists. I know. I'm all pumped up. I want to do it now. Um, I'm going to go sit, have like a big mug of tea and then draw all 31 days in one go. I'm like, oh, well, now what? <laughs> then you'll feel left out a little bit, maybe. Or will you feel accomplished? Like, bam, beat the system. <laughs> but yeah, you don't, you don't have to wait every single actual day if that's also what you want to do. You want to like add up some of them like do five one day or whatever if you're in the mood um there's no rules i mean there's rules but there's no rules (laughs) yeah and i mean you can i have i have friends who like sometimes do the thing of like oh people like send me prompts or send me pictures of you and i'll do a quick ink portrait like um Mm -hmm. you can you can draw whatever you want i want to go draw now i want to go draw we're gonna okay we're gonna wrap this up uh, <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up so we can go draw. Yeah, so uh, our show notes, which will include, uh, again, links to everything about Inktober uh, and uh, the pens and stuff that we've talked about, uh, they are at makedopod.com. And you can find us mm-hmm. at makedopod on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see if we show our initial sketches there or on our mm-hmm. respective uh, feeds, uh, which are Tiffany Arment and Julia Scott, uh, S-K-O-T-T for tiffany's mm-hmm. sake uh, <laughs> i love it <laughs> and uh we'll be back in a fortnight which will still be october so maybe we'll do a quick little check-in to see how much we we hate or love ourselves uh but until then go make and do